This episode is brought to you with the support of Bambi, where you can turn your HR department into one of your biggest assets. The way you can do that is you get a dedicated HR manager that takes care of all of your HR needs. You can get started with a month-to-month plan with no hidden fees that you can cancel at any time. Go to Bambi.com slash Uncharted right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Uncharted, spelled Bam to the B-E-E dot com slash Uncharted. Welcome back, everybody, to the Uncharted Podcast. This is Poya. I have two really good friends of mine, Gary, as well as Armando from Breadcrumbs. Once in a while, when we have both founders on the episode, we'd love to kick it off with a co-founder test where each of you introduces the other person. So, Armando, let's go to you and let's allow you to introduce Gary. Gary is awesome, first and foremost. We we got to know each other a few years ago at Hootsuite, where he was um, one of the leaders within the growth um, organization in charge of, of course, you know, demand gen, um, and specifically as well, the scoring and flywheel engine. When we reconnected after a while, um, for a podcast, funny enough, uh, that they were running with, uh, the friends at price intelligently, uh, and Patrick over there, uh, we ended up doing an episode. We ended up talking uh, a little bit or a lot about you know scoring and this you know more modern more interesting fresher take and we ended up starting a company on it shout out to uh patrick and the team at profit well for for yeah. building for planting the seed and bringing two co-founders together gary let's let's have you introduce armando and see see who wins the co-founder test yeah sure i'll, I'll do my best so uh you know again I, I, armando had nice things to say about me i have nothing but nice things to say about him um you know when you start a business together and your co-founders it's basically like entering another marriage we spent a ton of time together um and it's been nothing but enjoyable so far as armando mentioned our, our first uh meeting was really as a result of hootsuite buying out espresso um you know that was armando's probably you know biggest success story to date uh to get there he had a winding path that i've heard about a few times starting off you know weirdly enough in physiotherapy, sports therapy, meandering into radio and being a radio personality in Italy, leading to, you know, a series of entrepreneurial startup ventures to the success of Ad Espresso. When we reconnected in Dublin at Sastock, which is another place where wonderful things tend to happen. Uh, I think he was at MailUp Group at that point on the board and as chief growth officer. Thanks for the intros. Give us a little bit of context on the founding story and what led to which is now the creation of breadcrumbs. That led to the creation of breadcrumbs is that, you know, Gary's work, very articulated, very sophisticated, uh, maybe the most sophisticated work that I've seen in this space. Um, and the observation that Pretty much 100% of the companies pass product market fit with them, you know, a marketing engine that works on one side and a sales assisted motion on the other. They need something like this, a version of this, and that no good enough solution exists to date. Uh, we have been looking for, I've been personally looking for some. I would have invested in one if I found it. Uh, I didn't, so I had to start one. Um, and then the like other part of the observation is, you know, Gary 
doing this over and over and over and over again as a process. And so you see on one side of the market, this, you know, barely good enough, but really unsatisfying kind of bare bone basic versions of this. On the other side, like sophisticated operators like Gary, putting a ton of work and time and resources and, and cash to make this happen. Um, and so imagining that there might be a better way of doing this as a product or as a process, uh, that was kind of the insight uh, that sparked the conversation. Yeah, that's that was a really like kind of convoluted way of saying it was Armando. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the reality is we actually have a third co-founder, Massimo, who was Armando's partner in crime at Adespresso. Um, you know, we're complementary in many ways. We're different in many ways. Armando definitely plays the role of instigator, pusher, you know, setting the bar. Um, and, you know, the, the, the beginning of this was a phone call just before Christmas where he said, hey, have you ever start, thought of starting your own SaaS company? You're going into a space that's established, right? There's product market fit existing players already. So what is the need that you thought was missing that breadcrumbs is trying to address? It's a good question. Well, it's a bet first and foremost. So you don't know, uh, you are hoping that you're right. Um, and then you build your way through it and you validate that thesis progressively over time. The one thing that I would say on my side, and I'm sure Gary has a lot of interesting perspectives here is that one of the, intentions and the reason why um, we wanted to do this together with, with Gary specifically is that you have a customer zero. You have someone that has experienced the problem, the pain, how difficult this is and have worked his way through this multiple times. And so you know that the methodology works. You know that the methodology is differentiated. You know that there is a problem there. You know that the problem is valuable you have, you know, that's a good starting point already. It's more advanced than many companies to some degree. And so you have to validate less things in that sense. No, I think the customer zero thing has definitely um, been helpful. You know, the, the big risk with that is, you know, I, you're a market of one, right? And, and that, that's a, a big risk. So we definitely had, you know, through the different stages of, of, of getting breadcrumbs to where it is today, Lots of conversational uh, conversations with uh, you know friendlies, people that we know well that are in the space. Um, we had plenty of conversations with uh, potential prospects, um, you know, competitors, um, and we did our, our due diligence really to validate a bunch of our assumptions and and what we wanted to build. Um, and then it was like, get the product up and running to a point where we can get some users and adopt a philosophy of continuous feedback and iteration. And that's kind of where we are now. Luckily, you know, the working hypothesis, the early validation, the early customers, they've all reinforced the thesis. So we feel like we're on the right track. In the early days, I think one of the tough things is you don't have enough insights, right? You have limited data, limited knowledge. So how have you folks been able to kind of make decisions as you go along? What, what you what you do is you take that little amount right because we're we're scaling at the we're, we're, well we're still in startup mode but hoping to get to scale soon um, and so you like you take the data points which are largely anecdotal because there isn't enough volume um, and you hope that they reinforce the anecdotal feedback you had up front 
And as that scales, you keep your eye on whether or not they start to diverge, right? That's, that's really what it is because you have to get to a certain point of scale before it's meaningful. To me, it's like on one side, it's really qualitative feedback early on because of what Gary was saying, right? You don't have volume, so you cannot really do any quantitative type of validation. So it's really qualitative on that side. Things that can prove your thesis false or that can be life-threatening if they are different from what you're thinking about. And so like, uh, you know, checking them off first is usually a healthy thing to do, however uncomfortable. Um, and so in that sense, I think for, for us so far, things are largely proven to be right uh, in our thesis, which is good and we are happy about. Although back to Gary's point, it's also very, very early. So there might be things that change along the way. And, and what is that thesis? Let's give you the opportunity. So what, how do you, how does Brett Crohn's look at the world of the problem you're solving and how is it different than uh, the other folks that are tackling that same exact problem? The main idea is that if, if you think about lead scoring, it's a simple concept, but a very unsatisfying implementation. Right? And the simple concept is you get a lead, you assign a value to this lead based on a series of criteria, and then you do something with it based on the result of that exercise. The problem with that is that for most people and most companies, this is based only on concepts of fit, namely how big is the company, how many employees, how much funding, how much revenue, which geography, which industry, that type of stuff. And if you talk with any sophisticated enough operator, they will tell you that, yes, sure, that's a good start. But there are additional layers that you should consider. Things like engagement elements, right? If someone visits your pricing page three times last week, you want to know about it. And most of the times, most companies really don't. Or like an ABM related type of example, same company, uh, one person activating a trial, a second person engaging with a piece of content, a third person converting from trial to paid or in the same month. You want to know about it because that's a clear indication of some kind of conversation going on. And so if you can influence that conversation at the right time, that's meaningful and valuable, right? And yet many companies, most of the times really don't. So that's that second engagement layer. And then there is a third layer, which is around concepts of timeliness and shelf life. And again, very intuitively, any operator will tell you that following up on a promising lead today versus three weeks from now, fundamentally different. Right. And yet this is not really captured programmatically in the current state of the world. And so when it comes to breadcrumbs, there are really two pieces of value. Piece number one, the methodology, which is what we described just now. So let's move on from this static, unsatisfying, fit-only type of score into a dynamic fit plus engagement as a function of time type of score. And then um, the, the second part of the value is around the, method, the implementation of the methodology. Going back to those sophisticated operators like, you know, Gary, which spent four to six months, several hundreds of thousands of dollars to get iteration one in place. And that is okay. Although arguably, if you spend that much money and that much time to get iteration one done, whenever are you going to do iteration two? Maybe next year, maybe never, right, as a company. Meanwhile, everything around you changes. Your customers change, your market change, your company change, organizational design and priority from a strategic perspective change. Everything beside this piece of technology, which is stuck in there because you hard-coded it in your systems. And so part two of the value is, okay, this is not a process anymore. It's an off-the-shelf product. And because of that, you can implement it tomorrow instead of four months from now and iterate on it next week instead of next year. 
and get started for free instead of having to hire expensive consultants. Because the last part of this, just to wrap it up, is that we have been talking about a model right now, but the most sophisticated operators never only have one. You have different models for different objectives and different purposes, right? One for acquisition, one for retention, one for upsell and cross-sell at the minimum. And not only one model running with for each and every one of these different objectives, but a model running and a bunch of other models in the background testing different assumptions because you never know that you're missing the boat on some kind of different combination at which point you just swap one model for the other. Building an, like an infrastructure like this, it's like literally a year or more of work, maybe you know, a couple, or the idea is breadcrumbs. Gary, anything you want to add to that? The reality is... I, I've implemented lead scoring for various objectives across various organizations. I know that it generates uh, lift. Um, I know that if you work at identifying, you know, the, the data points that actually throw off signal, you're going to have a meaningful impact to your business. Um, I think the only thing I would add is like the challenge we're having with lots of conversations is, um, and this is a broader topic, but you know, SAS has made this promise of like magic, everything being magic. Uh, we're working on, on building in more magic to the product, but ultimately it's still like people process it and thought, right? That drives, that drives it. We're just making it like way easier when you have those three ingredients, we make it way easier to have way more impactful, meaningful models. Everything both of you have said seems very, very reasonable and logical to me, right? If I was the customer, I'm sitting and I care about this problem. But we all know people are not logical or reasonable. Otherwise, they would go and buy breadcrumbs, right? Uh, with, with that said... What is, as you've gone through this journey, I think one of the things sometimes our listeners really value is getting like tactical tips on how you convince the other per person on the other side, they have a problem and more importantly, to take action on that problem. In your journey, what's, what's worked so far as you brought these customers, if I had to ask each of you to give like one tactical tip about, hey, if you have a customer, this is what's worked for us. And I, I get it, it's different company by company, product by like personas, but what, one way to pay it forward. And we can, we can start with you, Gary, this time. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you know, uh, back to my original comment, uh, it, it comes down to like people process, uh, thought. And, you know, when you're an early stage company and you have, you know, a relatively unproven product, it's about being willing to put in a lot of work. And so we've been willing to do that with, you know, the majority of our first customers, um, myself or, or one of my colleagues is in the tool, in the, in the customer's tech stack, in their data, you know, showing them how we do this, basically teaching them how to get the most out of, out of breadcrumbs and then showing them the output, right? When I, when we have a customer who's like, I'm looking for upgrade upsell opportunities in my in install base. And I can build a model for them and show them here are the leads that the model identified. And they're like, holy shit, that's exactly the type of person I want to talk to. There's no better proof point, right? So um, it's hard work. It's not scalable by far. Um, but early days, get your hands dirty, right? Do the work, show the, show the value, um, and then you'll get to the point of scalability and repeatability just based on the, you know, um, on the goodwill that you're building up. 
Yeah, walk, walk the talk, walk the talk. Success 100%. is everything. So Armando, how about you? Learning from my side is like the educational aspect of it. Um, specifically helping one of the objections that we hear often is I, I know it's a problem. I don't necessarily have the bandwidth now and I, I will prioritize this at some point in the future. We don't have the data infrastructure. We don't have this, we don't have that. And one of the things that we are advocating for with, with breadcrumbs that we want people and companies to realize is that it's better to get started early with what you have versus you know, waiting for this IG, ideal future state, which most of the times never really happens because no company is perfect. No company has a perfect data infrastructure. No company has everything figured out all the time or at any time. Right. Look, this has been an absolute fantastic show. We can probably continue it on, but the goal is once you're at that scale phase to bring you both back to share and pay it forward at that point. Before we leave, we'd love to ask one question for each guest. Um, and Armando, we'll start with you this time. The older, wiser Armando that's that's done this entrepreneurship a few times, have invested in 100 plus companies. If you could go back to your younger self, Right before you found it at Espresso, what, what advice would you give yourself? That's a great question. Just get started early or as early as possible. Um, you know, we, we tend to overthink things a lot uh, and worry about all the possible things that or possible bad things that can happen uh, without realizing that just the journey in it by itself, it's totally worth it. Yeah, 100%. Well said. So Gary, I'm going to change yours up as well. Before founding Breadcrumbs, you've been a successful operator for many, many innovative organizations. What advice would you give yourself right after you got off the phone with Armando right before Christmas and said, okay, I'm going to do this thing? I think I would just like uh, have reinforced how exciting but difficult the journey will be. <laughs> Right. And just and, and made sure that that point was hammered in. I, I think, you know, a lot of people get enamored with the entrepreneurial story, um, but that's because they see the, you know, the good outcomes and they're not thinking about the long journey between that outcome and where you started. Um, I'm having a blast. I'm working harder than I've ever worked, but I'm loving every minute of it. Um, and being prepared for that, I think, is important for any you know, aspiring entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's well said. I've been fortunate to work with probably 20 plus founders and, and seen them. And it, it, I don't think people realize how difficult the journey is, right? It has a lot of highs of highs, lots of lows and lows. The grind, know. right? The, the grind. grind. It's yeah. funny because I, I often have this conversation with many founders as well, uh, or people that are not founders thinking about being founders. And they're like, I, I spoke with this founder, they told me not to do it. And, it's, uh, and they told me that it sucks and it's horrible. And my counter question is yes, but I'm sure they wouldn't do anything else, which is the reason why they're doing it, right? Uh, in the first place. And so- A hundred percent. And I think, you know, that word grind. So, you know, Armando's changed my life and Massimo has changed my life in, in more than one way, including uh, like now I have this investing bug. So I'm investing in more companies. I'm advising a few companies. And that's that's like the number one consistent thing, especially for very early stage startups, is grind. 
right? Like it, it just, it takes a lot of work, a lot of resilience to get to those first initial milestones. And if you don't have the, the, the grit to put up with that, uh, it's not going to be a fun, it's not going to be a fun journey. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, well said. Well, for everybody listening, uh, we'll put both Gary and Armando's contact information, their LinkedIn in the show notes, please reach out, please, please, please learn about breadcrumbs to make it worthwhile at their time. And as always, Gary Armando, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a blast to have you. Thanks for paying it forward. And we'll catch you on the next show. This episode is brought to you with the support of Bambi, where you can turn your HR department into one of your biggest assets. The way you can do that is you get a dedicated HR manager that takes care of all of your HR needs. You can get started with a month-to-month plan with no hidden fees that you can cancel at any time. Go to Bambi.com slash Uncharted right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Uncharted, spelled Bam to the B-E-E dot com slash Uncharted. This week's episode is brought to you by Oracle NetSuite. Oracle NetSuite, I think, solves a really important problem that a lot of startups, business owners, executives face, which is how do you get the information that you need instantly all in one place? Before we upgraded the Oracle NetSuite at my last startup, it used to take us a lot of time to pull the information reports that we needed for our quarterly investment meeting or the report that we wanted to send to both internal employees as well as stakeholders and shareholders at the end of the month. Upgrade to Oracle NetSuite today so you can get the visibility and control you need over your financials, HR, inventory, and everything you need in one place that you can access instantly. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com scale. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com scale. That is netsuite.com slash scale. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. All you got to do is post, screen, and interview and do it all within Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash scale. That is indeed.com slash scale. Offer is valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply.